Welcome back to the Lantern Roo Cycling Podcast here with Benji Nice and as always and the Rat Thing hashtag LRCP for the Astana 2022 preview. Uh, Astana Kazakhstan is their official name for 2022. Uh, change of name, lots of changes to talk about here. But before we get into those changes, our show partner, LaCole, who've supported the podcast, not just throughout the entirety of this year, our show partner, LaCole, but also in 2020 since the Giro d'Italia. Then they have a end-of-year challenge, LaCole, on Strava. So if you join LaCole's latest Strava challenge, uh, LaCole have a club organization on Strava. Join that challenge, and if you record 400 minutes of activity, you go in for a chance to win 3,000 pounds, which is... I'm not going to do the Euro conversion. It's a lot in, <laughs> in AUD, that's for sure, of new LaCole season kit and a Wahoo full kicker e- ecosystem. We have the link down below to LaCole.cc. They produce performance, cycling, apparel, and yes, if you want to go into the chance to win that draw, uh, the latest Strava challenge is what you should sign up for. But Benji, Astana, Kazakhstan, a team that was dear to your heart. I just want to check in before we do the season recap. The most important thing are you still blocked on Twitter by Astana, Kazakhstan? I'm afraid, yes. The deal has not been fixed. And uh, I'm very desperately looking, trying to look over the wall, trying to see some transfer announcements, but I'm just short and I can't <laughs> look over the wall. And I I guess I'm going to have to find out what they did in the offseason in this podcast. I'm going to have to drive to Monaco and personally ask Vinokurov, uh, what's going on because there's been a lot of changes. So we interviewed Yana Seal. She was like the managing director of Astana. I don't know. Uh, she's half Kazakh, half Belgian, I think. And she was appointed to that role. And then Vinokurov went into more of a sporting role and she was more doing management. Premier Tech came on as sponsor. I think a Canadian agricultural machinery company. Not quite sure. And I'm just, you know, they're doing the story off the top of my head. And we haven't, we haven't spoken about it yet. And then Vinokurov, it was found during this year, was ousted. Not He was fired from his own team, the Astana, the Kazakh legend, put out an inst- – and we all knew Vinokurov doesn't go down without a fight. He put out predictably on Instagram, I will be back, message. Premier Tech then – and then suddenly he came back. And when it was announced that Vinokurov was coming back, I was like, I, I was pretty sure, I seemed to me Yana Seal was part of the architect of uh, the coup and it was her and Premier Tech wanting to move Astana into more of a uh, traditional business, normal business team with business sort of corporate sponsors rather than just like Kazakh owned and sponsored. But when Vinokurov came back, it then was no surprise to me that Gianna Seal was out. He resumed full control and she's going to Lotto Sudal. Premier Tech with Vino coming back are out. Don't know where they're going. Israel muted because that's where Full Sang is going. So a lot's changed. Vino's back, in, Vino's back in control. They just had the fantastic team reveal in, I think, Nur Sultan in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is now part of the name of the team. I think they've got some other state-owned company sponsors maybe or private-owned private sponsors but that's what's happened fun stuff but uh yeah the tra- oh, their season benji it kind of mirrored that chaos that i just mentioned with uh not a great one for a team that can sometimes have really top results yes certainly if we take a look at all their wins and we take away the national championships they've got seven wins which is not exactly what you're looking for with a, a team of this quality and 
you would expect a rider like Vlasov to deliver more victories, but we know that he's not the kind of rider that has the ability of beating Slovenians, beating Ineos Terrain, Bernal, for example. So he's always kind of short, getting third, getting second, getting fourth in races. And we see that in GC as well. Giro getting fourth, Lazov. We've got Paris getting second, but then again, that's kind of third because Roglic would have won that. We all kind of know that if we watch that race. Third in Tour of the Alps. So it's all close, but it's not what it should be, I would dare to say, because I still believe that Lazov should win at least uh, one race outside of the Russian ITT in a year, and that's not the case here. Well, like, I just as a, a point of reference, last year they won four World Tour races, including two two Tour de France stages, a Vuelta stage, Lombardia, and Vlasov, as you mentioned, he won Giro de l'Emilia and Mont Blanc 2 Challenge and a Provence stage, and then they had a lot of other dot pro wins of quite a good standard at Andalusia, uh, etc. So, yeah, it's it's not what particularly Vlasov, they'd be expecting from the likes of Vlasov and, and Fulsang. The season would honestly look even worse if it wasn't for the Messiah himself, Alex, the cycling guru, Aramburu, striking in Itsuya stage two, because without that fire under the butts of Astana riders, without Aramburu putting them into the mode of winning, they would never have gotten any more welter wins. But because of that Aramburu victory, Izagiri was able to do so as well in Itsuya, and then Lutsenko in Christian de Dauphine, and... It's kind of interesting if you look at those races where they were not the favorites in those races and they won from underdog positions. Aramburu attacking away right before the, uh, was it a bit of an uphill sprint, I think, where was it Freilo who came second? Vega, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was so good. And then we've got uh, Izagire with that, was it that rainy day in Rome? No, it, it wasn't Itulia. Was it also a rainy day? What stage yeah. was it? Zagira, I, right? I, just, I just remember bad, sketchy descents and the Basque Astana riders just going mental uh, yeah. on all these stages. I think yeah, he beat certainly. Bilbao in a sprint. It was like a reduced sprint. Um, he beat Bilbao. Oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's that, the McNulty one. It's the McNulty yeah, one. They yeah, went yeah. on a descent. McNulty went in and uh, with Jonas or someone and Pagacha didn't chase. So, yeah, that was a great. Great little finish as well, but no, no Grand Tour stages, uh, no monuments. I'm not sure where they got some top tens in monuments. I just they're not relevant in the classics. They got fourth in the Giro with Vlasov, which is not not a bad result, and seventh in the Tour with Lutsenko. Again, I think that's a good result for Lutsenko. Yeah, seventh seventh in the Tour, but I don't know. Is they obviously that's what they decided to do. Is that better than you know he won a Tour stage on Agual? last year from a break this is a guy who can win tour de france stages from the break so i I personally don't know whether teams which one they value more i i I feel like a stage is bigger than seventh but i could be wrong Ah, i don't know it's like on the edge for me seventh is like on the edge perhaps ninth and tenth i'd start doubting because you do get a lot of cloud if you win a stage of course but is that worth it for the team probably but i don't know i feel like the Vuelta is the main issue here we've got a vuelta where they don't necessarily have someone that was competing for the uh, top steps of GC at all. And they send a team that was striking the stages. They wanted to get stage wins. That's the entire motto they brought out when announcing their team for the Velta. And the only stage they, in my opinion, came the closest to was that bloody Aramburu time trial at the start. And this is not even an Aramburu by a statement. It's like <laughs> they failed the Velta. And I recall them having quite a few crashes in that race, but. They still should have done better. Well, 
Could they? That okay? Let's see. They relied so much this year on the Izaguirre brothers, Luchenko, and the Spanish riders Izaguirre's. Uh, sorry, Izaguirre's and Luis Leon Sanchez. Like Luis Leon Sanchez at thirty-eight years old, he did eighty-three race days and two Grand Tours, almost all at World Tour level. He got absolutely flogged this year, and I think. I think given he was good at Catalonia, you know, he got in the break when he was fresher. Uh, yeah, he got flogged. And then Jonas Gira. Milking the contract. Jonas <laughs> Gira, 82 race days. And third, apparently, is quite a good result. But, yeah, they relied on them. The cobble team, there isn't one. Like, frankly, their, their cobble team it might be the worst in World Tour. It's so bad. Like, it's... Yeah, Luchenko's the best cobbled rider, and he, he actually has been good at like Enico Tour before. But yeah, I think the Volta Benji was a, was just the result of Javier Romo and Oscar Rodriguez perhaps not being where they need, or Harold Tejada, guys who maybe a year and a half ago, I would have been like, I reckon they could be going for Welter breaks, and et cetera. And then the other more experienced guys being being overworked. And uh, Stefan Debod, who was the same age, I think, before the Vuelta, as Chris Froome was before his 2011 Vuelta, same height, same weight, went to school in the same country and uh, same sort of mediocre TT background. He didn't, he didn't do the Froome. So, yeah, maybe maybe they expected the Bob to do the Froome in 2011, but he didn't. So that's the year. I think no Grand Tour stages, no monuments with the money they're paying full Sanco. Got to be a disappointment. But Vino's back, Vinci, and we've got a new team. We've got almost an entirely new – some heads have rolled. Kazakhstan, oh, that's how we should call them this year. When you look at the transfers out, Benji, no Kazakhs have been transferred out, just one retirement. And the, the Canadi- <laughs> Canadians gone. Uh, let's go, I'll run through who's out. Full Sang to Israel. I don't mind it. Salary off the books, fine. Louis Leon, Izaguerra brothers, Vlasov, surprising the best Russian – GC contender, they let go, but Bora came, came for him after the Giro last year. Oh, his last year. Kudus, Freyla, Aramburu, Ugo Ul, Oscar Rodriguez, Matteo Sobrero, Italian, I'm surprised by that. Benjamin Perry, Jonas Gregard, going to Uno X, Contreras to EPM, Piccolo. I think Piccolo left mid year to go to back to, he's like a young town's rod. Wasn't it? I vaguely remember an injury in his past, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah, he, he was only on Astana till till May, so that doesn't really count. But yeah, you mentioned Contreras in a previous podcast, but there's not many wins going out the door, just Vlasov GC performance. <laughs> if you don't have many, you can't have many go out the door, mate. <laughs> exactly, high IQ plays. I, I, I don't mind them letting those riders go, except it depends. Like I, I actually think Kovadis paid Yoni Zagira a fair chunk of change. Um, Aaron Baru, I would have liked them to keep. Uh, I, I feel like maybe Movistar came in with a lot of money. What, what do you think about the guys going out? I think that I've got the same opinion as you. I do believe that Izaguirre and uh, Ion and Horka probably had one of their worst seasons, as in like winning a Grand Tour stage, because they have none this year. Full Sang, arguably one of his worst seasons in the last few as well. He had his wonderful season didn't you win Lombardia in 2020? Last year. Yeah, that was last year. Jesus. Barely a wow. year ago. <laughs> Even <laughs> feels like ages ago. <laughs> they destroyed Bennett and Trek. Yeah, and then this year he was nowhere. And yeah, I don't know. Vlasov, certainly a, a good climber, but 
He's also not a Slovenian. He's not that kind of rider. But I do think that Vlasov is going to win more races than what he did this year because uh, it's not that hard <laughs> to win more than this year. I think he's a good hilly one-day racer. I actually worry about him on the longer climbs at the moment. His Giro fourth is not bad. Do you think that he could step up into a podium position? He cl- his climbing was so bad this year. Like, so bad. Um, like, relative to the winners, of course. Like, it's relative to us. <laughs> relative to him in 2020. Yeah. Like, he won Mont Ventoux Denevelle Challenge last year. Like, okay, it's not the biggest. I understand it's not the biggest race, but... He lost time on every mountaintop finish and in some cases a lot of time. So I think he's a good – like he won Giro dell'Emilia. I think he's actually a low-key good hilly one-day racer. And he didn't do he didn't do the hilly one-day Ardennes races. I want to see him at – he came sixth at Fournard Esch. I want to see him at Liège next year, see how he goes. Um, the TT obviously improved leaps and bounds and – Apparently, Benji, so Bora wanted their new guys to go do wind tunnel testing in Cali, and he couldn't go because he, they couldn't sort his visa out in time. So oh boy. he missed out on the wind tunnel testing. With Can't they do that another moment then? Or is it just, oh, you, you can only do it this part of the season, <laughs> otherwise no wind tunnels for you? I don't know. I reckon having your wind tunnel testing not in Europe is, is not optimal uh, <laughs> if you're running a European world tour team. Okay. But. I reckon, yeah, I sort of agree, like, surely they can get that done elsewhere. But, yeah, going to Bora, it's the sort of guy you'd expect them to keep, though. Like, 25, you can be ambitious for his continued improvement. Why aren't they keeping Alexander Vlasov? Like, surely... Money. They can't afford him. You reckon? I think so. I think that Bora's paying him more than Astana could. Because uh, Premier Tech is leaving, Astana has to ask Kazakhstan... If they want to use the treasure of, of the of the government to buy more riders, and the government was probably like, ah, we can't afford Flazov. So I think that's how it went. And he's, yeah, maybe they are, because he's left Andorra. I think he's in Monaco now. So maybe Bora are paying a, a fairly hefty sum. But yeah, they the riders that have come in though, so they're, they're their transfers out. I actually don't really have a problem per se with any riders leaving Astana in like there's no no young riders there. Like Amber is not that young. Sorry, Benji. Where I'm like, I can't believe they let this guy go. Although yeah, are- and now I can see him on on Twitter again. <laughs> <laughs> True. And the guys that are coming in though. So Estana yeah, are kind of like a half Italian team. Everyone speaks Italian apparently. Vincenzo Nibali. So Aaron Baru goes out. Nibali comes in. How does, <laughs> where does that? How do you feel about that? Is that better or worse now? Well, that's a very difficult question to respond to, and uh, I don't know yet. Who knows? Who, who knows they might change their heart before the season starts, but I've got no confidence in my unblocking by then. But Vincenzo Nibali signing for uh, Astana, I've got the same feeling as I had when he signed for Trek Segafredo. They are probably going to desire GC ambitions from him, and I personally don't see that as a hardcore Nibali stan I gotta be realistic about his weaknesses and right now it's the fact that other people are better and he's at a level right now that is not competable at such uh, at such heights now I do believe the Giro is the one where he might be better off going not necessarily because his TT is utterly shit but it's not the best in the world but also the fact that it's Italy and it gives them the marketing aspect of that as well but all in all I want to see him do stages, and I've said this for years. I'm like that Bernie Sanders meme where I say, I'm once again asking you to send Vincenzo Nibali to a Grand Tour to 
to win stages because uh well i would love to just have him go for stage and be free in doing that just see him attack more because it's kind of boring to see him drop off the back of a gc group every day i don't know i mean the year or next year it kind of does suit him like yeah seems to sense it's, i don't I, i'm almost his Giro to cecilia result benji one two one jesus race. christ no it's, don't it, yeah, I reckon he's back. I reckon <laughs> <laughs> Alessandro Corby almost followed him. And again, he's, I reckon he's, he's back. You won Giro de Sicilia GC. The Giro goes down to Sicily next year after Hungary. It goes to Sicily almost every year. We use that excuse every year. <laughs> it passes through his hometown of Messina. It passes okay. through Messina. Yeah. It would be disrespectful if he doesn't go for GC. He's going for GC at the Giro. It's the law. Uh, but I think a lot of pressure's taken off him, and I think. The reason the Vlasov exodus is not as concerning to me is they got a better rider coming in, fell falling into their lap. Miguel Angel Lopez, winner of back-to-back queen stages, the hardest stages of the year in 2020 and 2021, Col de la Lode and uh, I don't know why I said that like it's a Catalan name, Col de la Lode <laughs> and um, Gamoneteru. He's yes. coming, fallen into their lap, probably not on that big a sum because he really didn't have a great – uh, the negotiating position. Do you? I think Lopez is a huge upgrade on Vlasov Benji in terms of overall rider upside. I think so as well, but I do believe that the Grand Tour parkours, I've got some doubt about it in the sense that you've got the Giro this year where it's climbing, but no high altitude. Doesn't suit him. And you've got the Tour de France with a lots of time trial, but high altitude. So oh, no, no GC. Also- no GC. <laughs> <laughs> just, just win the Queen stage. Just every queen stage, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he's like Merlier, but for, for mountain stages. <laughs> Legit, yeah. He's the inverse Merlier. I think, I still think he'd come fifth in the tour and win a queen stage. I think that's what I see for him, kind of like what was going to happen in the Vuelta. Uh, if he stayed in, he came sixth, won queen stage. But they said Lutsenko would be their leader in GC on their uh, they did. They presentation did. day. Well, then he can definitely go for stages, although that probably <laughs> indicates that he's going to go for... GC at the Giro, which I don't really... Or maybe GC at the Vuelta. We don't know the Vuelta parkour yet. I don't know. You can do both the Giro and the Vuelta if you're Lopez. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even Tour Lopez. 82 race days again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I think Lopez, huge upgrade. One, 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 two challenge with like an obscene time. Um, I think, yeah. I'm I'm high on Lopez and I'm I'm very sympathetic to to Lopez and what happened this year. Uh, Other riders have come in. Uh, two, three Ineos riders, two of which are kind of on the well, not kind of are on the tail end of their career. Basso and Anau from Ineos, but the one what in career. Anau <laughs> for Basso. Sorry, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> Good domestic, wasn't he? Uh, oh, also we should say with Nibali coming in, his brother also gets a contract because uh, you know that's how it is. Uh, but Moscon comes in, Benji from Ineos, and I think free Moscon has begun. I agree. I believe this is a very good signing. I believe this frees Moscon from his uh, incredible chaining uh, events at Ineos. Then again, he had the, oppor- he had the opportunities in Cobra races already, but I think it's now broader. I believe that if you go with Lopez to the Giro, don't bloody chain Moscon in that race. No, Let him do not. whatever he wants in the Giro and get one or two stage wins with a, a loosened up Moscon because he can do that. He certainly can do that. And he's versatile on all terrains in that aspect. But I'm really curious because Moscon is that versatile that he can send him to lots of races, lots of types of races. And I'm curious at what we're going to look at in a second after we do all the transfers. 
Where I, we'd send I, them. I don't know. I don't know. But just to recap, Moscon this year, he won two stages at Tour of the Alps, sort of, you know, good hilly stages, sort of like when he won Giro della Toscana. He won that a Swiss race around Lugano, ninth in San Sebastian, and then Giro, who's a fantastic domestique early doors. Doesn't he live in Lugano? I vaguely recall Probably. that. From a lot that of the day. Italians live there, yeah, because of slightly pre- more preferential tax arrangements. Um, fourth at Roubaix and top tens in other Italian races, and you know Roubaix obviously could have, could have, should have won it, whatever. But he's obviously competing for the win there. He's now. Benji alluded to it. He's now their best classics rider, like, and it's not close. Um, and I don't think he's on. I don't know if he's on that much money. Like, do you reckon Ineos let him go? I reckon Ineos were happy to let him go, Benji. Hmm. I think so as well. I um. I heard a few it, stories, and like, they copped a lot of stick for him, right? The reason I say that, yeah, like they, uh, that's why I was asking. Sorry, like they copped a lot of stick for him, but. Didn't they extend him silently as well? Like they, they had the chance to let him go last year and they extended him a year and didn't announce it. So I was like, maybe they're just happy to cop the stick because he gets good results and he's a great, versatile domestique. Like, does that change your opinion at all? Because now I sort of don't know why they let him go. Yeah, I kind of don't know either. And uh, it's, it's a good point. It's a good point. But I actually want to throw it back a few seconds ago because you said – he would be the leading star in cobble races because he's the best by far. But we heard the news a few months ago. Was it two months ago? October 27th, I think, from what I read here. Um, there was this article on Cycling News that was pointing out that he is actually eyeing all five monuments, Nibali, uh, <laughs> to write that. And also the Giro. So might that not take the leadership away from Moscow? <laughs> Imagine Nibali asking Moscon to like set him up <laughs> in, the, in front of Coffee the Library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Nibali watched up a Gacha All Five Monuments video and was like, fuck these guys. Why didn't they make a video about me winning All Five Monuments? And <laughs> but yeah, Moscon, I think, is a great signing. I think Freyla is sort of the replacement. He's coming from Astana to Ineos. I think they're going to try and use Freyla as what Moscon was at Ineos, probably on a, a lower price and maybe. I don't know, a bit better climber than Moscon as well. But, you know, riders like Moscon, for what, whatever you think of him, talent-wise, ability-wise, and, ver- you know, the versatility he has, they, they're not everywhere. And that's why he gets a deal at Astana. Do you think the public perception of a rider can influence the amount of money that a certain rider gets? For example, Moscon is not the most popular rider in the world. Do you think that influences his contract? Well, yes, because not necessarily from Astana's perspective. I think Astana's, you know, one of the there's one of the most Italian teams, even though Kazakh. I don't think it matter that much. It it changes if okay if that means two of the four teams that would have bid for you are out of the running. Yeah. Then yeah, market economics would say maybe the price goes down a bit. I don't think EF or I don't think EF would sign him, but um. So, yes, I, I do think so. Um, but yeah, moving on to David de la Cruz from UAE, which I didn't even realize, Benji, he's going to Astana. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize it either. Yeah. Actually, I'm tra- <laughs> training all the time. Um, he's pretty, he always gives me a big wave. He, I just don't understand this one. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm gobsmacked by this one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think he has a decent result at the Vuelta this year, seven. That's good for De La Cruz in my eyes, his GC at 
Burgos getting, was it sixth or fifth there, if I recall correctly? So all in all, those GCs are there, but where can you use him? Do you send him just to the Vuelta as well, or do you use him as support for Lopez, in a sense? Or stages? Because I do believe that De La Cruz is strong enough to win stages if he goes in breakaways. Didn't he attack from the GC group on Jamoneteru when the pace was lower and try and bridge across? Yeah, you're right. But also he attacked on that stage that Bike Exchange was pacing for Matthews on the Roglic finish, where he attacked the climb before for no reason at all. Yeah, funny one. I think a rider like David La Cruz probably gets paid pretty handsomely and seventh at the Vuelta 20 minutes back. It's just not something I'm particularly interested in, frankly. Um, and I don't see too much changing at Astana. Andre Zeitz, one-year deal from Bike Exchange, older Kazakh rider. I think that's sort of a deal before transitioning into staff. Joe Dombrowski just won a Giro stage from UAE. He's come from UAE as well. A lot of UAE riders coming across uh, with Valerio Conti, who doesn't have that many results as well. Simone Velasco from Gazprom Velo. He's actually quite good. He's got some good results around yeah. this year. Sorry, I'll just, I'll just run through him quickly. An hour from Ineos, a bit done. Ruri Bashenko, actually young. I want to I want to stop and talk about him in a second. Basso Benji mentioned Nibali. Gazzoli, young, talented rider I want to talk about, as well as uh, Nur Bergerim, Nur Gassiam from Vino Astano, Mark Motors, their Conti team. He actually has some uh, he's all right results at Worlds. But sorry, Benji, going back to Belasco, um, have you got any thoughts on him? Well, I mainly remember him from... Conti races and like races like was it Malaysia and so forth where he was riding GC for Gazprom back in the day but I just looked up the wrong Velasco because I've got someone that rode in 1958 so that's probably <laughs> the wrong person but he's actually got some good results in Italian classics Del Veneto, Agostoni top five in that race for example sure it was the kind of race where Lutsenko uh, destroyed Trenton because he reacted as fast as a round to uh, Vino Kurov at the Olympics a few years ago but uh, all in all like he's he, he's got talent he does it at Conti yeah, races I but I think he's good. good enough to be on this team and i kind of surprised that it took that long for him to get a contract like this because I feel like he's had similar results quite a bit throughout previous years but he's probably locked up at Gazprom in that sense but all in all I think he's a good rider I remember him mainly from Italian pro Conte teams back in Neri Sotole and Bardiani but uh I also want to talk about Ryabushenko like you uh were planning to do he's kind of rider that had a lot of talent in the past he was shouted a lot I think three years ago four years ago uh when he first joined UAE team Emirates and I think the main memories from him is that he's a bit of a punchy guy with a bit of a, a sprint so also fitting those Italian classics but he wasn't there for the majority of the season here, and he only really had results in one of the Tour of the Alps stages in such a finish. And also in one of the, uh, was it Copia Bartali week, Settimana Ciclista Italiana uh, race, also a, a similar parkour with hilly parkour and a flat sprint at the end just after Ulysses. So he's got that skill. Um, but I also recall him doing a very shady sprint deviation in the past, almost pushing someone in the barrier. But I don't think that's memory we need to keep. From this wider, certainly, unfortunately. I, I had really high expectations for him based on his 18-19. I think I picked him for every single like slightly uphill finish from a break in 2020 Vuelta <laughs> because he came third yeah. at Pantani and Sabatini. So I was like, and he's quite quick. So he's very disappointed. He just wasn't there. And then 2021 has been a continuation of that really like 
apart from a few results Ben just mentioned, like the last half of this year, it's just DNF City. So 26, don't know what's going on there. But there was some talent there. Maybe was demotivated at UAE. Um, Dombrowski, I think, as I said, was fine. And then Gasoli for Colpac Balan, he's young, he's talented. I think that's a fantastic, well, great, not fantastic, but a really solid signing. 22, won a race this year and was sort of there or thereabouts competitive at Pantani, etc. And that, they do all these races, Astana, and it's good for them to have Italians on board. And he, I think Gasoli. Not Gazzoli particularly, but Simone Balasco is uh, kind of like a Fellini replacement is what I sort of see him as, even though Fellini's still on the team. So don't mind the signings, although most of them... Like, do you think Dombrowski's going to win another stage next year in a Grand Tour, Benji? I think it's possible because he almost got close to two instead of one this year. But then again, it was contract year, so perhaps that has an influence in motivation. But uh, didn't he win one at the Giro and he got second after, was it Tarame in yeah, the yeah. Vuelta? So, Vuelta um, yeah. so yeah, he definitely got close on a few, so there's a possibility to do it again. Uh, it all depends on what they send them to and if they have GC opportunities in both the Giro and the Tour settled or ready to uh, happen or what they do in that sense because uh, it's kind of... It's kind of a team that's kind of all over the place because these riders could certainly fit together if you think about it long enough, but it's not like you can straight away say, oh, this rider is going to lead that, that, and that. This rider is going to be domestique there, or is he going to go for stages, that kind of stuff. So I think there's a lot of decision-making that will happen behind the scenes, whether they want to hunt for stages a lot and perhaps have one rider go for GC in a certain race without too much support, or whether they want to really focus on a rider. And I think that's, it's most likely going to be the first one. Let's get into their, their picking their teams now for various races. Uh, and it's still, when we go first to the Cobble Classics, it's still not great. I think they'll have like... <laughs> he's not, he's, not he's going. It. Yeah, oh, he's yes, doing he... RVV and Roubaix. Are you trolling or is he actually doing that? I'm, I'm not kidding. He's going to all five monuments this year, according to what is reported. What the fuck is going but on? He, he got 23rd at RVV at some point in the one that Terpstra won, where he launched Terpstra <laughs> to the victory accidentally. Okay, well, okay, fine, whatever. Um, Nibali's Come doing on. Work. So he's already, Nibali's on the start list for them. But what about Omloop, Kernach, and Babelham? Surely he's not doing them. Um, I, I think don't we'll think have, so either. <laughs> we'll have, uh, who's the guy that got disqualified? He's probably doing it, Fedorov. Fedorov? Um, We'll have Moscon, I think. <laughs> Honestly, Lutschenko is really good in these races. I want to see Lutschenko back at them and doing those races. He's really, really good in. But in Hill Classics, then. That's the For thing. A combination. Yeah. That's the thing. Who then does the Arden? And it's that's tough. Maybe he splits it between him and him and uh, Moscon. But yeah, you're right. It's that's the problem. And. I don't have the right answer for you. But I'm going with Moscon, Lutschenko, Nibali, and then a mixture of whoever else wants to turn up, Leonardo Basso and and co. Any any stronger thoughts from your end, Benji, on who must go as well? Uh, not really. I think the majority of those riders are definitely the ones that will end up going. I think Davide Martinelli will probably end up in the team for those cobble races. Uh Probably not a Kazag that will join the, the squad Besides. as well. Perhaps that Nurli Kasim guy, because he yeah, had true. 35th at U23 Road Race yeah. World Championships in Flanders. So it kind of certainly fits in that area, I would 
there to say. But yeah, I think we're we're uh, scrapping the bottom of the barrel to find a, a full team in couple races, and we're not going to find it that easily. I still think though. I still think like Lushenko can randomly win one. I I think he can. Um, well, it depends whether uh, his sprint uh, compatriot or competition is Trenton in a in a one to one sprint at the end of the day. Uh, exactly. But I think he and Moscon pretty pretty good combo. Okay, Healy Classics again, Mosk Moscon and Lushenko <laughs> pretty busy. Dombrowski as well, Valeria Conti, uh Rybushenko. Nibali. <laughs> nah, Nibali's gonna he's not allowed to, oh he's gotta do Liege, he said, sorry. Um <laughs> Javier Romo Benji. We haven't mentioned him yet. Spanish yeah. rider. Twenty two years old. Oh, geez, I forgot he was that young. He was pretty good in Slovenia. Uh, he's all right in Slovenia. Turkey, was, I think, was it? Turkey. Oh, it wasn't actually. Setimana. Setimana, he came fifth and he had two. He had a second. And he, for a 22-year-old 20, pre-sold, turned 23 shortly, is he someone you throw into a Liège in the Amstel, given that they don't even have that much depth? Ah, good question. I remember him winning U23 and C of Spain last year, but I don't know what parkour that was personally. But all in all, I've got a hard time like figuring out whether he's the kind of GC rider that only does well on GC kind of mountains uh, and against lesser competition, to be honest, looking at Copia Bartali. But then again, Copia Bartali is also kind of a, a hilly race. And the races where he did get very close was, for example, that fourth stage in Copia Bartali. It kind of has hills all over the place, an entire circuit with hills in the last 50 kilometers. Vingegaard wins a sprint against Romo, Nick Schultz third. So he's beating Nick Schultz and Hater for the sprint there. So you can't good. be that slow in a bit of a punch then. Yeah. I can send him. Why not? Did you know that Sebastian announced 28 years old? I thought he was older. Yeah, so did I. He's 28. Anyway. He's on a one-year deal. I'm uh, not sure if he's done Liège three times on the body, three times. Kind of send him as well. But, yeah, I think – would you send – does Lopez do flesh? Lopez has never done LBL. Did you know that? Never done it. And didn't he, like, win Torino a few years ago or a combination of – Yeah, he won Torino in 2016. Oh, that's such a long time ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, still, he's only 27. He's still, he's still got the watts. I don't yeah. know. I've, I feel like – yeah, why not send him there? I, I kind of I say that, but then I'm like, but you could just send him to Tour de Suisse where he can just win, you know. So yeah. rather than coming eighth or well, not even, there's a lot of time trials there. So True. you're not sure. <laughs> Jeez, you're low on the Miguel then at Lopez TT. Uh, I, it's it's so inconsistent. Sometimes he's a god in Algar, for example, last year, and then the rest of the time trials are kind of like, okay, he's washed up. It's pretty consistently bad, I think. Uh, so. <laughs> Now on to the Giro team, which is a, I think now we're getting to a bit of an easy one. I reckon Benji, this is my one. Basso, (laughs) Pronsky, I think Pronsky's pretty good. Um, The two, does Antonio go? No, Vincenzo, Moscon, uh, who's, who's the other guy? Belasco, Dombrowski. And Brusensky, Cleb Brusensky as well. I think he's okay. I see. I think he might be in there. No, he's sorry. He's in that classic squad. I apologize. Taking him out. So you're not, not taking sick. Lopez to the Giro? No Lopez, no Luchenko. They've been very, very busy with Ardennes and other things, winning Tour de Suisse. 
Okay, I would also go for a... I would take both Nibali's because Antonio does have some moments where he's a really decent domestique. He's not a shit domestique, as in like uh, Leonardo Basso. Okay, this is becoming a bit of a Basso bashing here, but (laughs) I believe that Basso's the bottle guy. And I think that they need that. And I think that he's going to be that perhaps at the Giro, but I'm not certain about that. Probably because uh, he's probably a friend of Moscon at some point. So Moscon would probably go to the Giro for those stage wins. Um, Bronski, I would dare to say yes. But the question is... What would Nibali do? And he's likely going to end up going for GC, which is kind of sad. So what's the point of Pronsky in the team? Then is he, if, if he's not going, let's say Nibali is not domestic. going for GC. Round yeah, if he's, if he's for GC, yes. But imagine if Nibali doesn't go for GC, because that's probably how it's going to end up in week three. What happens then? I would send Pronsky for GC. <laughs> you think he's gonna do better than Nibali? I think I think this kid's pretty good. He, I think he's good as well. I think he's pretty good. I, I'd give him a chance and let free Nibali Moscon and have Nibali attack on descent and Moscon follow and crash. I think I think <laughs> Pronsky has to go the Giro. It suits him. It seems to suit him more. I agree with you on, on Antonio as well. And then in breaks, you know, Fellini or Gazzoli or uh, Ribashenko. Ah, too young, I think Gazzoli. Yeah, you're Might right. be too early. I love, I love just sending like children to Grand Tours, like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that. Uh, that Andro- sentence out of context. <laughs> the Androni kids, the eighteen-year-old Ukrainian, they sent him like gave him a week's notice to do this. Poor no matter. Poor guy. I mean, he made it through. He's pretty good. Tahar yeah. Benji, he did the Giro this year, but he Provence, he attacked or pulled twenty-four. I was very high on him. He's still another two years there, but he really. He did he get COVID or something? I don't know, but there's a three month gap between Giro and Burgos, and then not too much racing afterwards. So he he I say had a disappointing year, but I would send him to the Giro as well. Um, I, I would dare to say so as well because he was pretty decent as Domestique in, in the Giro still, despite Flasov not getting that podium. But all in all, I think that I recall him having more ambition. I I think last year we spoke about Tejada wanting to do something GC-wise at a certain race and didn't really see that. And it feels like he stagnated a bit in that sense. But hey, I guess he's he's not 30 yet. So he's got some years to still bolster himself into a certain area and that might allow him to probably end up being a mountain domestique. <laughs> again. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was sort of on the road to being a really top guy. And yeah, mate, we'll see this year. Tour de France team, I'm going with Lopez, Luchenko for stages. Luchenko for stages. I don't I know that's not what they're gonna do, but this is my this is my time to tell them what to do. Uh, I would send Moscon. I would send and then a mixture of people who want to go who feel like going. Um, yeah, that's that's the core of my team, Lopez <laughs> and Luchenko. How is the how is the uh, Lantern Rouge GC team decided? We select three riders and all the rest can fight for the other spots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just because like I don't know if Tejada is going to be flying. I don't know whether Javier Romo is going to be yeah. really good. I think uh, it's just a lot of question marks here. Like Valerio Conti, is he um, or Felina? There's a lot of guys that I think they need to fight for a spot here. And so yeah, you, it's almost impossible to pick except for the likes of 
Lachenko, Moscon, Lopez. Although Moscon, I've loaded up with a pretty heavy schedule so far. Okay. So uh, you're sending Lopez for GC, right? Or did I completely mishear that? Yes, I'm doing what I'm doing the cardinal sin of GC plus stages, which is not possible. <laughs> but he it's Except not possible for, for Mike Woods, but Lopez can do it. Yeah, certainly. With the altitude that we've got in yeah. the Tour de France, I agree on that aspect. So um I would also dare to say that Lopez GC plus stages. I believe when it comes to Lutsenko, you kind of see how things go the first week, because You've got this first week in the Grand Tour where it has a time trial and so forth. Look after week one where he is. And if he's like fifth or fourth in GC, then you could consider keeping keeping that up. And if Lopez is not there anymore and has to go for stages, then you can move to Lutsenko going for GC. But it, it's a harsh decision, I think, to say, ah, oh, he's going he's gonna to have to go for a top 10 here. Because I don't know, but I don't recall Lutsenko at high altitude yet. I don't know, like, it, for example, the Dauphiné, he was in first overall in GC before uh, Laplan when with Padun, and he lost a minute to Padun, and he lost. He didn't lose that much time to, like, the Coos and, and Lopez of the world, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I think the start of the tour kind of suits him because I'm pretty high on him as a cobbler, actually, or just in classics or mixed True. terrain. So, yeah. Must come to the tour, then. Yeah, I think Moscon should do the tour as well. And then I'm, I'm doing... <laughs> <laughs> Every Grand Tour as well. <laughs> uh, this is the problem, Benji. This is the problem. And, and we're talking... We're, let's say we're done with the tour now and we don't know the Vuelta parkour. With yeah. other teams like Bike Exchange, I was just like, okay, the Vuelta, it's time to let your developing sprinter have a chance. Where's the sprinter here? Like, it's such a glaring omission. They have no cobblers, no sprinters. It makes it so much harder to get wins. I agree, and it's not only competing in the top level races that we're talking about. No, all about, the Italian ones. But to the Polonia, for example, yep. you can't even put a sprinter there here in this team. Uh-huh. At least I don't see in this team the sprinter that they should be going for. Perhaps uh Batistella has a bit of a sprint, but it's it's not that kind of sprint. There's a kind of punch after a after a hilly terrain, I would dare to say. So same problem there, and I think they've got that for the entire team and I think that has been the case since. When was the last time they had a sprinter at Astana? Guardini and Alan Davis back in the day? Mate, I don't know. Alan Davis now a lot of Sadal, by the way, but he was at. I think he was there as well at some point, or it could be wrong. I don't know. But you're right, they just. I, I can't recall one off the top of my head quickly. Um, it's. It's where someone like Bauhaus, who we meme a little bit, he actually has a fair bit of value in that he is a, a rider who is overqualified, even more so than the Mareshkos of this world, to go to a mm-hmm. pro race, go to Deutschland or Polonia or Slovenia or Hungary, all these races, or Provence, and win. And, you know, he has, let's see, this year, won like six, seven races, one at World Tour level, three at Dot Pro level. He's almost had a better season himself than Astana, excluding GC results. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Yeah, like, um, I mean, Dauphiné win is obviously big for Lushenko, but yeah, I think you're right. It's just this is a glaring omission, and when I look at the team, like 
would you, Benji, would you rather sign like a half-decent sprinter, like a pretty good one, even even Moreshko, Benji, for the races they do, wouldn't yep. you rather have signed Moreshko than Valerio Conti and Dela Cruz? Perhaps f- those two are not the ones I would be replacing. They're personally. on good money. Absolutely, Dela Cruz as well, you know, but Moreshko is the kind of rider that would, in the same way as Guardini did in the past, win those smaller races or at least compete in small races and could even compete in, in bigger races because Mareshko is the kind of guy that has like one very good sprint at a certain point in a world to race as well sometimes. And um, I feel like they're indeed missing that. And we're talking about Mareshko here, but I feel like there's a lower degree. Like a Conti sprinter without a contract is a better sprinter than what they have on Mikhail these Rhyme. right now. Mikhail Reim, the uh, Estonian. Like, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't he be just a valuable addition to just compete? Because like, here's the thing: I'm going to really re-explain cycling 101 to people. Not a lot of a lot of parkour are flat, and <laughs> on no, and on flat parkour, 99% of the time in this sort of professional level, not U23s or juniors, it ends up being a bunch sprint. And if you don't Whoa. have a bunch sprinter, what happens? You can't win the bunch sprint. So really, <laughs> if you don't have any bunch sprinters on your team, you are saying at the start of the year, despite the schedule and races we're going to go to, we are not going to be able to win or even compete for a top five at like 40% of these races. And I think that's a team construction problem um, with Astana, more so than the cobble thing. Because like, listen, people that are really good cobblers, they're expensive and if you're not a Belgian team, they don't, you know, then they're hard to come by. But sprinters like Benji mentioned, I mean, I'm sure if you follow Benji on his PCO on YouTube, there's all these sprinters that he, you know, he knows them better than I do. Like, yeah, that's, that's right. Vinal is out of contract, but then again, he didn't have his best moment of the year. So that's one of those riders. And Norman Vatra is also relatively fast, was riding at Israel, I think, and is now out of contract as well. You've got, Atelio Viviani, or is he going to Cofidis? Because I don't think that has been announced yet. Oh, is he going to Cofidis? What am I saying? <laughs> is he joining uh, his brother? Because it would be pretty funny if you take Atelio Viviani away. <laughs> <laughs> Even like uh, Hugo Hofstetter, he's probably under contract. But um, no, Hugo Hofstetter changed team, Benji. He went to Arkea. He's quite good. Banishek. Um, Moschetti, did he? No, he's on the same team. Um Yuri Leitao, that Portuguese guy that signed for Caja, sign him at Astana. You've got a sprinter in, in at least 1.1 or 2.1 races. Uh, the Eric Basker guy, I think he's gone down to like Conti level uh, as well. He was on Bora yeah, Hans Grower. I know he's not might have good. been deserved. <laughs> I know, I know. But like, yeah, there's Michael Reim, I've already said. Uh, Chimalai changed teams, Benji. Chimalai can compete in some of those races. Richese, just resurrect him. He nah, got fired in that sprint. Well, in the call, it's a serious okay. podcast. Okay. <laughs> Alvaro Hodge. Why is Alvaro Hodge? Okay, the answer is money. Alvaro Hodge going to UAE along with Milano, the Trident, Milano, Gaviria. <laughs> Alvaro Hodge should be the lead out chaos. Like, isn't Hodge someone that they need? Is like Danny a- Van Poppel? Yeah, like surely Van Poppel, if if a World Tour team said we want you to be our sprinter instead of just a lead-out man for Sam Bennett. Anyway, this has been a long rant about Astana's lack of sprinter, but it applies to some some other teams as well. 
Like even Ineos sprung for Viviani this year. Last yep. thoughts, Benji, on the Starners team. Where do you see the the where do you see the best performance coming from? They've sent the the Spanish Exodus, all the Basque guys gone. Where do you see the top performances? I see it from Lopez. In I see I see Lopez winning a few races here. I agree that Lopez is going to be a, a hitter for this team, and I believe that Lopez might have full support here which doesn't happen often in teams that Lopez has been a part of in the past. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, I also think that they've got their riders to win stages, but I would have said the same last year and they failed to do so. So it's kind of the, the thing that we've no, we know these riders are capable of winning stages, but they have to do it with combining their qualities with each other or these riders compatible in races. We're going to have to figure that out in the races themselves. And I would dare to say they should be able to do to win a few World Tour uh, Grand Tour stages, let's say two or three, in my opinion, with the team they have, because Afrid Moscon is a big hitter, and I think that Afrid Moscon might be showing himself a lot next year. Four and a half. Oh, that's too low. Yeah, is it? Four and a half World Tour wins over under. More. I'm going the over. I just think, I think depth-wise, it's still not good. Uh, and I think in terms of picking up, like being competitive at dot pro races, still not fantastic either. But I just think Luchenko, Moscon, and uh, Lopez will win some big races because they will they should have close to unfettered leadership. I even think Nibali could pick up a, a dot pro here or there. But yeah, I'm taking the over on four and a half monuments. Benji, you think they top three a monument? Hmm. I think they top three monument. Yes, I think they do. Which one? I like think a, that Pobble Classic with Moscon or something. Ah, oh, that's a good question, though. Hmm. I think perhaps, but I don't know. I can't tell you that. I th- I just think that they've got the riders for it, but I have a hard for a time picking them. Like yes, Moscon can podium a a couple race. But I haven't seen him at RVV recently. What do you think he will do at RVV? Because I feel like he should be able to do that pretty well. I don't think they put him a monument. Uh, just, no? Uh, no, I don't, I don't see it. Um, it's also not going to be my hot take because I got a few other ones that are pretty cool. Okay, let's get into the hot takes then. What are your your hot takes for Astana? Well, I still needed time to think about them. but <laughs> I've, got mine, I've got mine locked and loaded. Okay, you can go first. I think... Miguel Angel Lopez top fives the Tour de France and wins a stage as well as winning a World Tour stage race in 2022. I think Moscon wins two Giro stages and I think Lutschenko wins a spring Cobble Classic. Okay. Okay. I reckon that's, they're um, hot. I reckon, I reckon especially the Lushenko one, it's pretty hot. Yeah, I reckon I, I agree on that one. I agree that it's pretty hot. <laughs> I think that Moscon is going to win four World Tour races this season. Four, holy I've shit. I've got confidence in Moscon being freed. And Imagine I think he's, that... cha- he's chained to Nibali this year. <laughs> <laughs> I would cry. <laughs> Well, if he's chained, then he needs to make sure he doesn't crash in a descent, like you mentioned already. True, yeah. um, but when it comes to the rest of the team, what's hot? 
Hmm, that's a good question. I believe that. You think that at the end of the season we'll see the Vino Kurov brothers join this team already, or do you think that's going to be for the future? How are they like 20? One's like teenagers, one 20, I don't know. Um, it's probably a bit early, uh, but I guess he's <laughs> back in control now. Um, I think in terms of, do you think Nibley stays on? He's on a one-year deal. Uh, I think it depends on the season, yeah, you know, if he resurrects himself like Cavendish did, then he might be able to pinch another year out of that. Whether he wants to lower his salary at the end of the year after a bad year also depends on that, stuff like that. But it feels like we're getting to a point, Nibali keeps saying that age doesn't matter too much, yeah, da, 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 da. but we're getting to a point where he's writing five monuments in a season that has to say <laughs> something where he's like, I need to do everything fast, quick, 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 because my time is running out, it feels like. but. I don't know. Perhaps he's trying to hunt for that five monuments, or at least win a few more, or one more. Try and win one more monument in a in the same way that nobody expected him to win Milano San Remo that one year. Um, but I just don't kind of see it. <laughs> I think Vadim Pronsky top tens a Giro. Okay, <laughs> nice. you're very hyped about him. I feel like it's it's gone up your hype throughout <laughs> he, the year, and did, it's like peaking right now. He did one good pull. In the third week of last summer, it's like this. This guy is fucking good. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Even though, no, actually, he won Giro Cyclistico della Valle d'Aosta Mont Blanc, uh, like in 2018, ahead of he beat Lorenzo Fortunato Benji on GC and Ina Rubio. So, you know, I I've got what? a hot take. Yeah, he hasn't done this all season this year. But I believe that Leonardo Bossa will top 20 a race. Any race. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like surely. like one of the, like this He did do it all season. Oh, he did, <laughs> 20th. <laughs> but they'll send him to like the Giro del Veneto. He's only 27. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, they'll send him to, imagine if he was Australian. No chance. He has a deal. <laughs> like, yeah, he, probably like Giro del Veneto, the Filippo Pozzato races. He'll go to maybe back towards the 20th there. But yeah. Um, anyway, maybe he's their sprinter. So that was Astana, a, a big year of change for them. Vino's back. Whether the team goes back to, you know, say the 2020, it was really, they were really good then. Down year this year. I'm One more thing. Up. Yes, sir. Do you believe that I'm going to get unblocked by Astana this year or not? Yeah. What are the bets? I reckon you'll get unblocked. Okay. I reckon you will. Um, I expect oh. a formal apology from the president of Kazakhstan. Should we? What about when we do the Movistar preview? I'm kind of scared to email them asking if Aaron Brew is available to do an interview in English. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if we get the pod account blocked by uh, Movistar? No, actually, Movistar pretty good. Um, yeah, they're, they've got a pretty good social yeah. media response team. Anyway, I reckon you'll be unblocked, but let us know what happens with, with Benji uh, getting unblocked by Astana. Perhaps he deserves to get blocked. Um, Maybe he should be. I don't know. Let, let us know down below. But that was the Astana yeah. recap preview. Quite a long one, but quite an interesting and unique team. And I'll be interested to see how Luchenko goes after quite a good year for him. Till the next one. Ciao.